Sky Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Morning, BK. Uh, good morning, Grantly. Uh, yeah, <laughs> very nice introduction, mate. I knew that would throw you. Your modesty is too big, my friend. You are sailing with all sails out at the moment in nautical terms. How did things go last night? Oh, good. It was a really solid night of uh, racing. Of course, we had a couple of feature races, the free-for-all where Hi, my name is Jeff. Well, he didn't. Uh, he didn't rip the arms off the clock as I anticipated, but he won strongly enough. He went 50.6. The last section was 26 and a fraction. So they were never, ever going to catch him. Once again, he just took the race away from those back markers. And I think if he drew a, if he drew a barrier in the Victoria Cup next weekend, which is where I'm anticipating he'll be heading, I think he could well do the same thing. And those better horses would have to be really, really good to run him down if he was able to get to the front, control the race, and be too good for them. But the feature race last night was for the Mayors. It was the Frith Stakes. It was taken out by Brave U Kelly, who was first up, and she got into a really good position in the running line and was just able to uh, to sit in for most of the event. And when she came to the outside, it was uh, full of explosive power, and I think we're about to hear that uh, concluding stages now. 26-1 for the first section and able to hold them all at bay was Polly Put Kettle on. Leads the way five metres in second spot is Little Bliss and third spot is occupied by Arden's Ace as they run past the Riverside and to the thousand. Then comes I'm Prezi Bell four markers. The first horse without cover is Total Diva. Stella Arden is back on the inner and then comes BK Swy Charlie's Ace. Brave U Kelly is second to last and last on its inside is O'Daddy past the halfway. 29-1 the next section. 55 to the Half and the leader is Polly Put Kettle on still by five metres as they start to close up these margins in the field. Second spot is occupied by Little Bliss and still without cover working hard is I'm Prezi Bell. Then comes also back on the inside. Would have been Arden's delight as they pass the cages. Little Bliss in the 1-1 one, one at this stage and BK Swy three back in the moving line. Close enough if good enough from also Stella Arden. Two-thirds down, Brave U Kelly, Charlie's ace and last of all is O'Daddy. 28-3 the quarter as they swing with 350 metres left to go. And as they round that bend, the leader. On the front end and try to hold them all at bay. Would have been Polly put Kettle on coming to the outside. I'm Prezi Bell's nearly collared it. And now Brave U Kelly's out and running back to the inside. Arden's delight. Here's Brave U Kelly sweeping upon them. Oh, the class was too much for them. Brave U Kelly first up went bang and won it easily. Second spot, I think I'm Prezi Bell from BK Swire. Great swan song. And then comes also back on the inside Arden's so uh, a couple of really interesting stories to come out of that race. Of course, Bravey Kelly, as we said first up, Jack Trainer was on the program Thursday, and he wasn't overly bullish about her chances, despite the lack of race fitness, but she was uh, having no problems getting to them when a, a really nice run appeared on the outside. I think her grand final this prep will be the Queen of the Pacific on the 4th of November. So she's still got a couple of weeks to tick around and, We'll see her, no doubt, at Tubcorp Park Menangle in a couple of weeks. She'll be much improved second up there. And I think that she'll have to be because she'll be back in that free-for-all grade up against the likes of Hi, my name is Jeff. She'll be up against Swayze, no doubt. And that's going to be a really interesting period of racing for those free-for-allers who also get to see the, uh, the good mares coming back into those ranks.
admittedly, she didn't win first up last campaign, and I thought that she had a disappointing prep after that. She's a horse that really thrives on, on confidence, and I think she'll have a big one this time in, of course. She'll have to be at her best if she's going to take on the likes of Amore Vita, Soho Historia, and Encipher in that Queen of the Pacific. BK Swite, that was her last race before going to be a mum as well, so if you were following BK Swy in in its career, that's that's the last one for, for that mare, Jack the Trainer, confirming that with Mick Guerin on Thursday. And what a good career it's been. She's been multiple placed in Group 1 company and won a few of those mares free-for-alls as well. A man who is going to have a really interesting next seven days is Rick Olchin, who's going to be joining me now. And Rick, nearly a success with Freddie Singh in the last last night. Good morning to you. How are you, BK? Yeah, going well, mate. And uh, just before we do move on to what's coming up in the next couple of uh, couple of days for you, we might just quickly dissect last night's performances. There are only a couple for you. Tardelli in an early race. Look, on face value, he probably should have gone better. Have we missed something with him, or are we just not seeing his best over 2,300? No, I don't really know how much better you expected him to go, actually, BK. Um, they did... They went a 48-2 lead time and then a couple of 29 quarters, 27 round the bend. I think that was his best effort, this preparation. Um, but the the connections of him have, you know, we've thrown a few ideas about travelling in interstate with him again for some feature races. And, you know, I, I just felt a three-year-old racing up in grade last night over the distance was a good opportunity to find out exactly where he was at. And, you know, if he had been able to kick clear and win that race well you know he, he probably would have stamped a you know uh, stamped a, a spot into a breeder's crown or something like that but in saying that he's only beaten seven meters and i was still really happy with his run but we'll, we'll just might take a step back into some oil company with him again and or maybe even spell him and get him ready for some feature four-year-old races yeah excellent to hear that tardelli's uh, tardelli's still going well of course he won the Group 1 Bathurst Gold Crown last year, and that was a pretty dashing success. So good to hear that Tardelli is uh, is still tracking on OK. And then Freddie Singh last night, I mean, he got to the front with, uh, with 1.25 to go, and you were in front every stride bar the one that mattered. It was uh, it was a pretty pretty tough one to, uh, to watch in the end. Yeah, it was. I mean, he probably just got exposed a little bit early, and he, he sort of raced clear and you know, switched off a little bit, but um, Ideal and Dreams sectionals last week were really good, and she she mowed it home again last night and just got him right on the post. So, um, you know, he's a consistent Saturday night horse, and he keeps earning money. So, you know, as good as it is to win races, um, you know, second's the next best thing because you don't go up in grade. So we, we were happy with him. Yeah, I thought that he was really good coming off cover and, uh, and as you say, just getting exposed a little bit earlier than what he would have uh, what he would have been hoping for. Tuesday, four runners in Breeders' Challenge heats for the three-year-olds. I mark Dil Bandito as probably your best chance. He's going really well at the moment, and his last effort was really handy, going 54 and beating my ultimate Carter. He'll have to beat his best again, but he draws to the advantage of my ultimate Snowy, which is helpful. Yeah, he's um, he's a horse that's got a good record. Um, he's got very good tactical speed. And, you know, he's he probably just had to burn a little bit in the first heat and was found that wanting a bit was probably a touch underdone since his last run at Yarra Valley. But he, he raced good at Newcastle last week in a much lower grade. Um, yeah, he, he should be there roundabouts.
And, uh, of course, those races will be, uh, I think there's seven heats for the three-year-olds this coming Tuesday. So it's going to be a really, really tough uh, tough sort of field to get right, of course. Monal Bono and Will Rickson will be going around as well for you. And go away again. We just have to touch on him quickly because his last start, his last start was extremely good. I was really taken by that run. He got to the front and was able to uh, was able to hold them all off pretty comfortably. So again, although he was down in grade and coming to uh, these better three year olds, I think that he's going to be there or thereabouts as well. Yeah, look, he's a horse that I don't really know. Um how good he is. He, he he won first up and then he was put away for a long time and then he won first up again last week. Um, he, he's definitely stepping well up in grade on Tuesday, but, um, you know, we'll find out a bit more about him. And, you know, although that's a very, very strong um, three-year-old Colton Geldings crop this year. There's, you know, they, they'll run some very quick time in the final. Um, these horses are good enough to be there, but you know, they go around in a heat, they then become eligible for the regional series, which is probably more up a couple of their alleys. So, you know, it would be good to get into the final, but um, we've also got a, a bit of a hidden agenda there as well. Absolutely. And if Galway again can improve on that first up run, he went 53-2 in the, uh, in the first up effort. If he gets into those 52 sections or that 52 mile is going to be is going to be right up to his ears in qualification there and then of course we know a horse that is that that is genuinely a good horse and she goes around on Saturday night the star of the two-year-old crop Luxa Turner we'll have to wait and see how she draws but all those indications look positive so far yeah look she's done everything she can at this point in her career um She's right where I want her. She had a bit of pace work this morning and she, she's bucking her brands off, actually. She uh, tried well on Wednesday and, yeah, you know, she's obviously the benchmark filly, but uh, I'm not going to take um, any disrespect away from her rivals. I think, you know, Clayton and Emma had a, a really nice filly win the Wagga Heat in uh, Revelry, I think it's called, or something along those lines. And I thought Jeff Webster's two-year-old filly was good in the heat at an angle on Tuesday so you know they're nice horses in good hands so you've got to respect that yeah of course uh, Luxa Turner did you think when she lined up the first time at Newcastle that you'd be sitting here with a filly that's won nearly a quarter of a million from eight starts she's won a group one she won the nutrient final and the pink bonnet but what's been so impressive is that she's done it all so professionally yeah I mean you never you always want to get horses like this in your stables. Um, you keep turning them over, the young horses, and you, you hope to get one. And she she had the looks, she had the pedigree, but then they've got to step out and do it. We've liked her from day one, and, you know, we're not going to get too carried away. We're just going to keep letting her do the talking because it obviously gets harder from here. But she's, um, you know, she's everything you'd like in a two-year-old, and she's a pleasure to train, and, um, you know, we're very happy to have her in our barns. Very funny you say that, Rick, because I know that you're. Uh, I know how subdued you are when you get these good horses. You like to keep a lid on things and let uh, let the media whip themselves into some into a frenzy about how good they can be. I've I've marked her as the best two year old in the country at the moment, and I think that she's. Uh, I think she's going to be just that. Of course, your big USP as a business is is young horses and getting the best from them, as we've seen with Luxa Turner. We've seen that with Tardelli in recent times as well. Was that a conscious decision on, on your part or just how your career developed with with having such a great reputation with the young ones up and going? 
Um, yeah, look, it's sort of, I think the future of the industry is young horses. Um, without them, you know, they the older ones would die off. You need them coming through. And, um, you know, I we worked for Ray Walker and my pop down in Tamora and they, they were always breaking in young horses and that. So that's sort of what I come to Sydney and started doing. And from there, it's just sort of snowballed and, you know, I've always said not nice horses or good horses can make you look good and bad horses can make you look bad. And we've been lucky enough over the years to have horses like Muscle Factory and Lock and Bar Art and Crunch Time and Captain Crusader and now, you know, Tardelli and uh, Lux Aperna come come through um, the ranks as young horses and it sort of keeps you in the limelight. Um, and, you know, it's, it's more the stock that, that you've got more than anything I think but yeah it is very fortunate to have horses like that and good clients that go to the sales now and and are willing to buy the better bred horses because nine times out of ten the cream does rise to the top so you know we're lucky to have good clients and nicely bred horses and it does make our job easier. Yeah, wow what an impressive CV as we uh, as we listed them through the likes of Muscle Factory, Lockenvara, Luxa Turner and, and uh, all the others that have been through uh, through the hands of Ricky Ulch, and he's uh, certainly one of the most humble people I've come across in in the industry. Rick, thanks for your time this morning, and uh, of course we'll be seeing how you go right the way through the Breeders' Challenge Series. Some big chances coming up on Tuesday and Saturday. No worries. Thanks, VK. There he is, Rick Ulch, and for uh, for those really big owners, uh, primarily the the Laspina team and. They have, of course, Tardelli and Luxa Turner in their in their camp. As I said, Breeders' Challenge action coming to you from Tabcourt Partner Angle on Tuesday. That will be a real highlight. Those three-year-old heats, there's significant depth in them. And of course, we race at Newcastle on Monday. That will be uh, that will be the next meeting in New South Wales. A nice and late racer to come from Newcastle. The big features of the week, of course, coming from Tabcourt Park, Menangle, the three-year-old heats and the two-year-old semi-finals and also the four-year-old mares will step out in their heats as well. So that's a look at what's coming up for harness racing in New South Wales this week. And uh, this is where it starts to get really interesting. The futurity finals and also some big free-for-allers coming back, not only to stamp their claims for Victoria Cups, but also into those mares features and that is where Brave You Kelly, our feature race winner from Saturday night, is headed, Boydo. Are you at home today? Uh, I will be, yes. So you're heading you're heading towards Bathurst, are you? Yes, I will be. So you picked a good day for that, didn't you? <laughs> well hopefully I can get home before all the traffic leaves, of course, uh, that Bathurst one thousand. Some amazing steers and we saw for the first time in the Gen three era Shane Van Gisberg and Break 300. I know you would have been right across that, Boydo, but Van Gisbergen ran a 300.5 down Conrad Strait and Brady Kostecki on pole for the big race at Bathurst today. Have you got a tip? Have you got a favourite? Is someone you're leaning towards? Uh, I, I have to admit, I haven't followed it that closely, but you know, when Van Gisbergen said he was feeling like he was out the window when he was in qualification and still managed to make the top ten, He's going to. He's got the one of the best teams around him, and I think that he'll be interested. He'll be really keen to uh, to get that last Bathurst one thousand in before he does make the jump 
well, to you... the uh, to the other code. So I'll go with Gizzy again this year, and and maybe he can get the job done in the enduro. Well, happy Bathurst Day, and you have a safe trip home. Thanks, Boydo. Good on you. BK there with on the pace.